Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 215 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Olivia and Sarah are the power couple behind your new favorite app. When they decided to ditch booze, Olivia found herself scouring the city and places they traveled looking for non-alcoholic options to enjoy. Olivia and Sarah share how their booze-free journey led them to create an app that everyone can use to find non-alcoholic beverages in their own backyard and beyond. This is such a fantastic episode. Let's get into it. Hi, ladies. Hi, Olivia and Sarah, the dynamic duo behind BuzzCut. What's going on? Nothing. Just busy (laughs) planning away an event. Build an app, you know. <laughs> yeah, just just the use, just the usual. Hard and hard. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely. So I definitely want to get into Buzzcut and your fabulous app that you guys have created. Um, but I want to back it up a little bit. I want to talk about your personal relationship with alcohol and what that looks like. Um, Olivia, do you want to start us off and what that looks like? Sure. Yeah, definitely. I, um, I would say I am more of the like mindful drinker of the relationship in terms of, you know, I wouldn't identify myself as sober just because I personally feel that identifying as sober carries or holds a certain experience, um, that I, you know, um, don't have. So I personally have never been interested in alcohol. Really. I, um, have recently been drinking a lot less, um, being married to somebody that is sober. So it's just definitely been a, um, really powerful experience to, um, understand more about yourself. Um, you know, being married to somebody who's sober, right. So like we'll be on a vacation or at dinner or something. And I found myself just very consciously choosing not like, why would I drink right now when I could be consciously present experiencing this moment with Sarah, you know, so I've done a lot of reflection, even just in the last six months. But even before that, you know, just kind of thinking like, you know, why would I why would I take myself away from this moment with something like alcohol? So it's been all about mindfulness and being present for me and being the best partner that I can be uh, for for Sarah as well. So that's really what my, um, you know, what my experience has been. And then, you know, leading up to Buzzcut was also like being a supportive partner through the lens of sobriety. Um, And whenever we would go out um, to a bar, you know, coming out of the pandemic, um, you know, it was a different experience going out than it was before the pandemic, you know, um, with newfound sobriety. So I was always um, cognizant of, you know, looking at the store finders of different non-alcoholic brands and being like, okay, where can we go to a bar with our friends where we could order an option that is something we're like excited to drink? you know, whether it was like an athletic beer or whatever. So I was doing a lot of the, the, the work on that 
front, like just being really mindful about having options and access and, and inclusivity part of our experiences um, from that point on. So that's really get in a nutshell and I can pass it to Sarah. <laughs> yeah. I went, I have, I have another question about um, yeah. the term mindful drinker. And I love mm-hmm. how you, you know, uh, articulated, like, why would I want to pull away or why would I kind of like want to go on a different level than my partner at this like yeah. point in time? So mm-hmm. that being said, when do you choose to drink? I mean, honestly, now hardly ever. Um, I, um, I'd say I'm in client service, um, advertising, uh, industry. And, you know, if, if I'm somewhere where I feel called to just have a glass of champagne in my hand, maybe I'll do that and sip on it. But I mean, when I'm home and when we're going out, I don't, I really don't drink at all. Um, it's just not something that, has been or especially now is important to me. So I mean, we only really have we only have non alcoholic uh, drinks uh, in the house. Um, it's not something that is a part of our life anymore. Yeah. And was that always the case? Like, were you always kind of just kind of a take it or leave it kind of drinker? Was that your relationship with alcohol before you? Were yes, with Sarah? it was. It was okay. definitely take it or leave it. It was more just because yeah. it was there and because that's what was happening, you know, especially, you know, in college and things like that, I was just there, but I have some like alcoholism in my family. Um, so I think it was just something I was always very aware of, um, Mm. and cognizant of growing up. My brother and I, the same, we're take it or leave it with alcohol in general. It's just been kind of our, our life. Yeah. That's so cool. And what a, what an interesting experience to have a partner who like doesn't drink. And it sounds like you're really kind of leaning into like, oh, actually that this, this whole new world of not drinking and what does that include? absolutely yeah and then you know obviously with building buzz cut it's been yeah. um just really diving into over like zooming out to the larger culture shift that's happening you know sure. and being part of that is so it's such a powerful thing and like seeing the tr- the ripple effect of you know just planting seeds for people about mm-hmm. just turning inwards to evaluate you know, oh, what would it be like if I didn't drink? And maybe they hadn't thought about that before. And it's just like all of these access points for people that are happening that are just, it's so beautiful to watch, you know? Yeah, you're right. Cause it's kind of like a knee jerk reaction, right? Like we go out, like maybe there's a patio, you know, like we're yeah. in a social situation and it's just a knee jerk reaction to yeah. order a drink. It's so ingrained in yeah. every part of our culture, celebration, sadness, you know, it's like, yeah. it's ingrained in everything we do. So like, we're really big on in the app, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but we've been really big with our, you know, how we've marketed about Buzzcut and our brand is like, it, this isn't about whether you're sober or not. It's just like, if you are drinking less or not at all, this yeah community is for you. You know, if you are switching to a non-alcoholic option on your third drink, and that shifts the trajectory of your night, huge, that's a huge, right? So it's all about like access for us. And my I think my personal journey in that way has deeply informed that you know, it's um, when we were first starting to talk about Buzzcut, and we were doing like news interviews, like, it would always come down to like, oh, Sarah, what has your experience been like? Are you sober? You know, and like, it's so not like, yes, that's a part of it, but it's yes. so not the focus. And um, yeah. so it's just been really important to look at both sides. Like, yeah, sure. Somebody here is sober, but somebody also has understood, you know, um, like what it what it means to drink a lot less and the impact mm-hmm. that has too. like both are powerful um, you know, obviously, uh, the experience that's held or carried with like sobriety might be different. And, you know, we're, we're very cognizant of that, but yeah, just access points for, for anyone looking to explore that. I love that. It's just a different conversation. It is. Yeah. Really. Right. Like that. I always say that, you know, like I'm not here to convert you. Yeah. I can, if you want me to, Uh (laughs) you know, just say the word. But it's more of like, let's just have like, there's another option. Mm-hmm. There's exactly. another conversation to have, you know? Yeah. Like, and a, and a like lot of people don't even seeds. know. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks. Olivia. For Sarah, sure. tell me about your <laughs> relationship with alcohol and what that looks like. 
Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm actually coming up on three years sober on August 1st. Congratulations. Yeah. So, you know, the last three years of my life um, have been kind of re almost reframing how I live my life in a way. Uh, So I think it's more, it's really important for me to focus on life after alcohol, you know? So it's really now just kind of like redefining like who I am as a person. I think that, you know, when within alcoholism, alcohol becomes such a like part of your like persona and like Mm. what you think you are as a person and who you think (laughs) you are as a person, you know, like, I think you could get into like the idea of like advertising and marketing and how it makes you this certain kind of person. Right. And so my journey over the last three years has really been refinding myself, like as an individual sans alcohol. And that journey has been of course, like really wild and difficult, but it's also been really beautiful. And I think it's really been flourishing like over the last, you know, six to eight months where I really have found kind of like, who I am as a person without alcohol and kind of, I think the biggest exploration exploration and also is in, in situ with, with buzz cut is finding the party side of myself, like as a sober person, because one of the things that you kind of had to figure out was that, you know, I was always the, like before, you know, when I was still drinking and using, it was still like very focused on like, Sarah's the party person and she'll stay out and she'll this, And it was figuring out that I wasn't that person because of alcohol. I was actually that person before alcohol and that the alcohol actually was the negative effect on it. Right. And so I had to kind of, yeah, I had to kind of like refine that energetic, like out, you know, outward extrovert, like in sobriety. And I feel like buzz cut in regards to like the, the way we've defined the brand is like really rooted in that just because you're not drinking, like you should be able to have a good time and feel really confident about it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like where my, I guess, like personality has been really rooted into the brand is that you should, again, feel good and confident and vibrant in your choice to go out and still be an extrovert and not drink. Right. So that's been a big part of like my journey. And I guess like my current, you know, place within, um, sobriety and within my relationship to, to alcohol. That's so cool. So how would you like define yourself now? Mm-hmm. Like I, I sans booze, like how, what does totally. that look like? I know, I know you said, you know, the last seven to eight months, like it's, it's been more, um, you know, finding, finding your place and finding your stride. So I'm just curious to know, what does that look like for you? Yeah. I mean, now it's, it's pretty fun. Um, <laughs> I, I like to definitely yeah. be, you know, the, I'm a Leo. I don't know if that's okay. <laughs> okay. signs, but Say yeah, no I'm, more. I'm a Leo. So like, I definitely love, you know, making people laugh and like feeling good in them, in their selves. And I think like yeah. that was even a way I was like prior to sobriety was really wanting to make people feel good. And now I just get to also feel good at the same time. And I think oh. like, that was the difference with before sobriety was like, I wasn't really my truest self. I was kind of like masking behind alcoholism and drinking. Um, and I think I still wanted people to feel great. And I think that was a part of the using too, was that, you know, like I wanted to keep people feeling excited and happy, but it's like, I've realized that I can absolutely do that in sobriety and like not drinking. And so I would say, yeah, I guess like now it's all about like, how do I keep myself healthy and happy and mentally healthy and also you know give you know give that energy to other people and like supporting other people so like without without being like I'm super fun like I like having fun and I like I like being out and making people laugh and like laughing myself you know I I I really enjoy just like good energy and good environments and safe environments too yeah definitely so I'm curious to know about your guys's relationship. Like when did you guys start your relationship and like, what was, what was the dynamic or what was the role of alcohol and what did Mm -hmm. it play in your relationship? Yeah. Um, I'd say, I I feel like, um, from talking to a lot of folks recently, like it's rare that there's a couple that 
knew each other before and after sobriety and is not mm-hmm. only that, but still very much together and stronger than ever. Like we definitely embody that. Um, we, when we met in Chicago, like, what was that six years ago now? Seven years? Probably. I don't know. Longer Many years now. ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Many, oh yeah. yeah that was a long time been married ago. four years in November. So. Okay. So when we met like 10 years ago, oh. 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, in Chicago, drinking was very much a part of our relationship. Like, you know, sure. Chicago is a very drunk, drunk party city. And mm. all everything we did together was around alcohol, like whether it was going to the the show or the beach or going out to like a queer, show. like a gay club or a show or whatever it was. So, mm. you know, and then fast forward, we reconnected uh, five years later. <laughs> um, okay. We weren't dating. We weren't dating that whole time. We reconnected. Um, yeah. And then alcohol was still um a, a part of our lives but i think in a in a maybe different way um but still very much present and, and part of it and i think um the pandemic i think for many and most people um you know had us drawing inwards together and individually mm. um and then yeah i mean sarah i don't want to speak for you in in that journey but i think that was really like a turning point for our relationship like we had just gotten married went right from getting married into the pandemic, literally like two months later. So our whole first year, two years of marriage was in the pandemic in a very small house together, learning, um, you know, very quickly about, you know, just those first, you know, kind of navigating the first parts of of learning to be married. Um, And, you know, alcohol was a big part of that. I think for a lot of people in the pandemic, you know, just boredom and fear and, and mm-hmm. pain and all of those things just kind of like bubbling to the surface with all of that time alone yeah. um, Stress. and alone together. Boy. Yeah. So it was just like a, a, it was like such a, I don't want to say a test, but it was like, you know, a, a challenge for us to like learn about different ways of communicating about those topics that we previously weren't kind of like forced to talk about, you know, right. because we were doing our own thing and then we would reconvene together and then you know, the next day would happen. Like it was, um, it was mm. just a different time of life, obviously. And um, yeah. And then for, for, you know, when we um, coming, coming out of the pandemic, uh, having gone through all of that kind of change and, and difficulty, you know, it was just like literally being able to open the door again, you know, go out into the mm. world again, as things were opening back up, it was just like this new light on our relationship, on our individual, on our us individually. And then, you know, just redefining, like Sarah mentioned, like, what does it mean to be out in the world as a couple, you know, when one of us, you know, is sober now, like, what does that look like? So it was just like, mm. a really powerful shift in, in the energy of our relationship. And I'm honestly, like, obviously, what it was a very challenging time, but like, I'm very grateful for the way that it in, informed how we communicate with each other, and how yeah. we support each other, you know, like, like obviously either way we would have been successful together but I I think like it challenged us in such profound ways that I'm very grateful for you know that have led us to now you know and Sarah please (laughs) I know that was a little long-winded that's so sweet (laughs) oh I totally agree yeah I I don't really have anything to add per se I think it's just like it, it I think the pandemic was a um a true you know magnifying glass on especially my you know relationship with alcohol um and again i think it it brought it brought me out on the on the much better side of things like yes it was difficult and challenging but it was um i think it it ended up being a very positive place being able to reflect now three years later um led us to a really beautiful place I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally, and most importantly, safely. Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. 
Oh, I love that. What yeah. has what has gone like going sober, Sarah, for you? What has that brought to your relationship with Olivia? Oh man, yeah, all good things. I can't <laughs> uh, only good things. Yeah, I think um, mm-hmm. you know, I think of course, like uh, trust, more clear, conscious communication. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think I, I can't really uh, put into words like what sobriety has brought me from like a good goodness, because it's just all good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't know if live from your perspective, maybe, um, you have more, but I, I think like, I can't really put into words, like how good sobriety is. I, I say it pretty much every day. I feel like um, at least once a day, at least once a day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I echo that. I think you capture that beautifully. Um, trust and communication huge you know um there's so many things that get clouded by um you know alcoholism and like Mm. a person's choice or a person's you know words or a person's um you know actions that are due to you know it's it's alcoholism it's it's alcohol and you know being able to like fully see a person looking into their eyes you know like every day It's just such a powerful thing that you like really take for granted, I guess, you know, um, both of us, because it felt, you know, you can feel like so connected to someone and not realize like, wow, there's so much more connection to be found in this, in this new world that we're in together of sobriety. So it's just, yeah, it's just been really a gift. Yeah. And I think that goes to also the, the fact of like, you know, live being out, we're out at dinner and her saying to me, like, I actively am choosing not to drink because you're 100% here with me. So I'd like to be 100% here with you. And as like, as the sober partner, like that goes, like, it just goes so far because you just like are in it, you know, as a collective, like as a, um, as a, as partners. And it's just like a very, it just like takes, you know, emotional and all intimacy, like to the next level, you know? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. Yeah. Right. Truly birth this baby. Exactly. exactly. Our last I mean, that's the perfect segue. So tell me about how buzz cut came to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, it seems like I Olivia think- does a lot of research. <laughs> what is yeah. your sign? We know. Yeah. Sarah's a Leo. I'm a, to- I'm a very opinionated Taurus. <laughs> Same. You're <Yes>. a Taurus. <laughs> Can't I just always surround my Tauruses. I'm always my like, bo- my find... boss is a Taurus. No. They're everywhere. My brother's a Taurus. Everyone they are everywhere. So they surround many. Sarah. Yeah, they do. They love me. That's my awesome. dad so is a Leo, and my grandma is a Leo. There oh you go. Gosh. Very yeah, very strong Leos though. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Sarah. Sarah I can be passive. Like a, I can be yeah, passive. Sarah has a soft um, rising. Yeah. So it, it balances her out. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> she always says she's a, 
She always said she's a sensitive, a sensitive lion. She has a sensitive lion tattoo. It's very sweet. I do. do. Yes. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we, I think it really coming out of the pandemic, like I was saying earlier, you know, I was always looking on the store finders. Like if our friends were like, Hey, let's meet up in Southeast Portland. I would, um, I would be like, Oh, where should we meet? And then I would look at like athletic was a big one just because they're so nationally, you know, so distributed. Um, I would always look at athletic, bring up the zip code, the area where we're going to be. And I'd find a place where like has has a lot of drinks that they could order and a lot of drinks that we, Sarah and I can order, you know, if we didn't want to be drinking. So, um, that was such a huge part of our newfound, you know, um, socialization you know socializing uh and then honestly like we were doing that for a while and then I just kind of started noodling on it like myself and I was just like man it would be so awesome if there was just one place for all of this and you know I found a few like maps like on online like websites that you know people had started to put together but they weren't like super conclusive or um full you know you know um and then I was like can you imagine if this was just like something that when we travel like we travel a lot for work or travel okay. to go see our families. We could just like look at it in the palm of our hand. And I remember we were driving one day and I was just like, I have something crazy to tell you. And I was like, I think I want to make an app. And and then there, and then that was it. Why are you laughing, Sarah? Because I, I was like, you like, what? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Well, so so do you guys have any experience, like any background in not like, yeah adjacent, stuff? adjacent. adjacent backgrounds okay. yeah okay. we i'm i'm in well i am in mobile like mobile advertising so i work okay. with big gaming developers but you know building an app with like code and all of that is very yeah. daunting um and then sarah's yeah. in advertising as well so when okay. the first thing when i said I'm, we're gonna build an app after she like processed that for a second she was like well if we're gonna build an app i'm gonna build a brand yeah she's yeah so um, yeah, so I'm a executive creative director um, here in Portland at a creative agency. And then I also do a lot of branding for my own business. And so cool. my immediate, well, first I was like in the middle of this like dev for like a website and I was, it's a big one. And I was like, you want to make an app and I'm making, you know, it was just like my mind started spinning. And then within like, like five minutes, I was like, you know what? we got this. Like, yeah, we've done so we, if it's anyone can do it, like we got it together, you know? Yeah. And, um, and then, yeah. So the, the immediate next thing for me was like, what does it look like? What does this brand Mm. look like? You know? And, um, you know, Liv is pretty, is, is the CEO and I'm CCO, which is chief creative officer. And so I immediately dove into like the brand identity and, and it kind of rooted itself in what I was talking about earlier in that, the brand is meant to exude confidence and energy and celebration and, you know, just like this high positive energy, because what a beautiful thing that you're choosing for yourself to, um, you know, to explore and be confident in like the choices that you're making to choose an NA beverage or to Mm -hmm. switch halfway through the night or whatever that might be. So we wanted the brand to just be highly engaging and exciting because we want people to feel good when they're, when they're interacting with us. Right. Because that's ultimately how I wanted to feel when I first, Mm -hmm. you know, started, you know, when I first became sober and, you know, wanted to feel good about it. And so we love that, that layer of positivity so that people see it and they're like, Oh, I'm, I feel good right now. I don't know why, but I do. Yeah. (laughs) This is exciting. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I, I love both of you have said the operative word of choice, Mm -hmm. which I think is so powerful like this is my choice to do this to search out for non-alcoholic options and to make this choice of not to drink Um, I think it's our words are so powerful and they have so much weight to them Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's more empowering to say I choose to do this as opposed to be like oh I can't drink or I drink so true no, yeah, this it is gets- a choice. And I love like everything about like buzz cut is exciting. It's fresh. It's it makes you excited about your choice. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I give me goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> so that so you know, I'm really happy to hear. And I again, I think just like that was a, a you know, a thing I had to get through was like yeah. 
redefining myself like in sobriety of like I'm still really fun. Like I'm a really fun person, you know, yeah. like, it's almost like when you, you know, and I, ne- I never had this said to me, but I've like heard it kind of alluded to in the sense of like, oh, you're not drinking tonight. Like, that's not going to be fun. It's oh, like, yeah, you know, like that's my choice. I think to differ. I, can, I <laughs> yeah. can still be fun, you know, like we can still be fun even more fun, like potentially without Mm -hmm. alcohol, because we can continue to be our truest form, you know, in those moments. And what's cool is I think, you know, Sarah kind of mentioned, but it was not something that she, we always felt, you know, like it Mm. sucked, you know, at first it was like hard Mm. to know that, Oh, we're going to go out and we're, you know, I have to navigate this awkwardness like oh I have to ask the bartender like I don't want them to ask me a question you know it's just like there's this whole interaction that can occur at a bar you never know you know depending like especially if you're traveling and you don't know what the vibe is about like alcohol free or whatever you know and like going up and having to like do you have any options and they're like yeah I have soda and you're like well that's not what I mean like do I advocate for myself here or do I just like let it go like to remove that whole fucking dialogue is huge for people to not feel isolated about going out to a bar like so I think that was like it's cool to reflect on the fact that it wasn't always joyful and exciting and confident Mm -hmm. for Sarah for us and now that we have this brand that shows the kind of like the before and the after or like the what is and what could be for people is like really exciting and the brand yeah like does provide that access point and is that confidence builder. I'm so glad you brought that up, Liv, just because that was like, you know, the first year of us like going out and like asking for NA was like, there was, it was, it was seldomly not a back conversation, you know, like some kind of awkwardness. Um, and at some point actually, like, depending on my mood, I'd be like, would you mind asking if they have any options? Because I just didn't want to have the conversation about it, you know? Um, and so, cause it, it always just like, well, we have this, well, okay. That's not what I mean. Well, okay. Do you have this? And they're like, no, we don't have that. And then it's like, you know, it's just like, so it goes back to the confidence of choice, right? right? Which like, you can now go to the bar and order confidently, and be yeah. like confident in the fact that you're choosing for yourself without having to feel any kind of Doubt. other perspective yeah. you know, yep. or projection or whatever it might be. Um, mm-hmm. That's such a good point. That was, I mean, that was really like, I think a, aside from like. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. Live going on to the store finders, like that was, I would say that was the core pain point that inspired buzz cut to what do you say yeah i mean yeah we haven't really acknowledged that i think like in interviews and stuff but that's such a true thing as like it was less about yeah the looking on the store finder thing and more about like when you already at the bar you know even before we knew to look it was just like still frustrating especially traveling um Mm -hmm. we were a quick story we were in chicago 
um, at this really, really nice restaurant, like super mm. nice restaurant. We were, okay. it was at our anniversary. It was, we were there for like an occasion. Okay. And, yeah. um, and we were so excited. We had booked it in advance. It was like a whole thing. Sarah, yeah. you know, confidently was like, oh yeah, do you have any non-alcoholic options? And the guy was like, what do you mean? You know? Um, and then we were like, just anything, you know, non-alcoholic. He's like, oh, you're not drinking today. You hung over. And he just was like joking about it, you know? And uh-huh. Um, what else did he say, Sarah? It was just like, yeah, so... I mean, it, said, it, it, it was like a three, there was three moments of exchange. Like we were at the table, he came over, I asked if they had any options. He literally was pretty much just like, no, what do you mean? And then he was like, oh, are you hungover? Like, why aren't you drinking? And then left and then came back and was like, no, we don't have any options. He's like, what? are you like why are you so hungover you know and then why I was like, wouldn't you drink right now yeah and it was just it was wild you know? eventually Whoa. I was just like sir I don't drink alcohol you know <laughs> and like, then he was he was like oh I tried that one time but I know yeah, I it was like, every night I'm like oh, okay <laughs> so anyway and then that was like wouldn't it be nice if there was an app <laughs> and we had already yeah. been talking it was we like because right, we were building it already and I was like that sounds great we should make yeah. an app <laughs> yeah it was just like a perfect experience to say like well fire. maybe maybe we wouldn't have gone there first of all if we had known that they didn't have anything because then we could have avoided that altogether and gone right, to another right. really nice place that did have like a mocktail menu or or in any beer like we're not asking for much here people you know it's just like right. yeah they're out there they're being distributed so like you know yeah definitely yeah that's i mean it just speaks <laughs> volumes to his relationship with alcohol exactly yeah right? and you know we'd like to think that it's like not about trying to shame anyone that's for sure it's yeah. I want to be clear like it's just about like you know maybe he went home and like thought about it like what what would that feel like to yeah. you know maybe not drink on Tuesdays or like choose NA on my Thursday night you know like just little moments that can make such a huge impact in how someone feels about themselves and like the world around them it's just like you know ripple effect yeah Mm -hmm. definitely yeah yeah well yeah you I mean that just case in point you need that app you just (laughs) proved your you just proved yourself (laughs) case in point yeah yeah we're really tell me about tell me about like what people can expect in the app yeah, for sure. Um, so we are very excited. We're currently in like a beta launch mode. So okay. we do have like a real version of the app and it's we're working through bugs and kinks and things like that. Um, but I think the predominant, you know, feature that people can expect is the map, right? So you have okay. you log in, you go in, you have the map, um, you're able to type in your zip code, or maybe, um, you know, you're going to uh, Nashville, Tennessee for the weekend, I don't know, yeah. for a party or something, you can type in the city name, um, you can uh, filter by, um, is it 0.0% or is okay. it like 0.0 or is it 0.5? Because that's a very important distinction for for some folks in, in recovery and sobriety, right? Or for okay. religious reasons, right? Or yep. health, health medical reasons. Um, so you're able to filter by that, you can choose um, um, the brand, if you're looking for a specific brand, um, you can choose, you'll be able to choose the type of drink. So if you're looking for like, you know, Wilderton is carried in some bars to make, um, spirits or seed lip, um, okay. you know, or if you just are in the mood for like an athletic IPA, you can search by athletic, um, and you're able to filter by all these, um, different parameters. Are you looking for a sports bar to watch the game? You can filter by that too. Cool. Are you looking for a nice, a nice restaurant instead? You can filter by restaurants only. So all these different kind of options um, that will pull in um, all the different places. Um, and oh. more brands uh, will be added regularly um, just to, to you know, in terms of what people can expect. Not every single non-alcoholic brand is going to be in the app out of the gate. Um, okay. We're, we're kind of going one at a time. Um, it's a lot of data <laughs> to pull yeah. in. So a lot of- Oh, um, I can imagine. Hours hours with our developers. So yeah, yeah, but I think we have a good baseline um, of, ton, you know, the, the brands that have a lot of good national distribution, and then some regional as well. So it covers a lot of bases with the assumption that, you know, if somebody does carry athletic, they most likely, if they did have a mocktail menu, that that yeah. would probably be something you'd find there too, you know, so there's some, okay. some of those assumptions to me made, made right now. 
Okay. Yeah. You can also, um, in the app, because we, you know, in, in regards to like using it for travel and stuff, you of course want to be able to come back to those places when you travel again. So you're actually able to like favorite and create a list of favorite bars, um, in those cool. different places. Uh, so that will stay within your profile. Um, and then we're also, you're also able to actually review, um, mm -hmm. the bars, restaurants, et cetera, uh, from an NA perspective. So, you know, Perfect. did they have, you know, and then, um, you're also able to suggest if there are other products available at the actual location. Um, yeah. just that's because we, all the time. Yeah. We're trying to really create like a community based, you know, app here. So, um, mm -hmm. a lot of like wanting to build that engagement, being able to favorite, you know, your, your favorite spots that you've been finding, um, within the app. Yeah. That is so cool. I mean, I love this from the community and like the sober person's perspective, but I can't help but think how useful this would be for restaurants who are maybe, you know, teetering like, oh, you know, should we go down the yes. NA route? What should we bring in? Like, you know, especially in this day and age, like running a restaurant, running any kind of business, let's be honest, is expensive. Yeah, it's for scary, sure. right? There's a lot of risks involved. Mm -hmm. And I can just see how using this data and, and using, like seeing how just needed non-alcoholic products and not having a non-alcoholic option in your restaurant, in your yes. bar, in yeah. wherever, you know, your, your business of choice exactly. um, could really help out, out restaurants as well. For sure. And yeah. then in turn, help us. Exactly. Because right? then there's more places like that we can go to enjoy these amazing products. Yeah. It's, it's a win-win. Like elevating, elevating all around, you know, elevating yeah. the restaurants that are committed to carrying these options, elevating the NA brands, you know, we're working with the NA brands, um, like their distribution list. So, you know, actively holding them accountable too, right, for yeah. keeping their distribution up to date, because that's going to populate into the app um, and making sure that if there's a place nearby that they can find their, you know, recess drink that they're able to find it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I totally agree awesome. though, in regards to like inspiring other places to now mm -hmm. carry NA options, you know, yeah. um, given the, you know, the expectation and, um, you know, growth that Liv and I are looking for mm -hmm. at Buzzcut, we hope to influence, you know, establishments to, to want to carry yeah. NA options for that reason. Um, not only from a business perspective, but also just from an accessibility perspective. Totally. Yes. And that is something, you know, as we look down the road for how we intend to continue to evolve Buzzcut as a community and like a larger like force in the community is like, you know, it'd be really cool to have some sort of like, um, you know, like when a place is like Yelp certified and they have like a yes. sticker in the window or something like Buzzcut yeah. certified, you know, if they hit certain criteria for having like more than three options, a dedicated mocktail mint, you know, just, you know, they hit, they reach certain criteria and then they're bus cut certified and they have a sticker, like, you know, that continues to elevate the restaurants too, because that means totally. that we're uplifting places that have been really intentional about um, their non-alcoholic options. I like to think about what's happening with the NA movement, similar to, I mean, obviously it's not the same thing, but, you know, pulling um, insights from like the vegan and vegetarian movement like 10 15 yes. years ago right because you'd go to a bar totally. restaurant you'd have like a salad and like a, a tofu burger were like your options right and it yeah. was maybe on a separate menu like you go in and you had to ask like oh could i actually see your vegetarian menu and they bring you a separate menu like <laughs> that kind of thing and now it's all woven wipe together. the dust off of it yeah yeah like yeah. Wipe the dust <laughs> off of it yeah. yeah. And now it's all woven together. Like a lot of, yeah. a lot of times. And I think this will always be the same for NA establishments too, is like some places you go to, it's just not a, it's not a, a for um, a priority of the restaurant. That's okay. You know, yeah. but if you're able to find the places that have woven it into their daily offering, like, absolutely. Like let's elevate those places. Um, there's an app called happy cow that, that is for vegan and vegetarian um, okay. finding establishments. And they've been around for like, I don't know, 20, a long time, 20 years. Wow. And they have just like this massive data library of restaurants across the country. And I think yeah. outside of the US as well, maybe North America. Um, cool. But they have just categorized um, all of these different places and their app is phenomenal. It's actually been like hmm. an inspiration point for us in terms of how their app works. Um, yeah. And that's what we hope to get to is like to have that library 
-hmm. of information about restaurants and their menus and like the ways element of it being, um, you know, community um, inspired, like people being able to suggest and say, oh, this is no longer here. And, you know, like all of those elements. So that's definitely, um, you know, on our roadmap, um, let's say for Buzzcut. That's so cool. This is so awesome. Yay. So excited (laughs) for you. Um, you I have one more question. Yeah. How did you guys come up with the name Buzzcut? Where did that originate (laughs) from? That's a really good question. Sarah and I go back and forth on this (laughs) because I literally like was thinking about as I was falling asleep and I first came up with the name Buzzkill. Yeah. Which was like, okay, that's kind of aggressive, you know, because yeah. it's kind of like ironic, ironic, because you're like killing the buzz, but you're not actually, you know, you're still excited. You're still it's still awesome. exciting. Yeah, you're still yeah. awesome. Right. But like that, that word is a little, you know, having the word kill in there is like pretty intense. Um, yeah. And then, you know, it's kind of like up for debate. Uh, where It's not, it's not up for debate. It's not. Where buzz cut ended up coming into play. But like, who said it first, you know? Who has a buzz cut on this call? <laughs> oh, snap. True, true, true. It's top of mind, not, yeah. literally. Yeah. Top of your head. <laughs> I, you know, we'll just say that we both came up with it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. But okay. yeah. Yeah, we loved the as... energy of it. Yeah, I think that that we knew the word buzz remove. Something. Something removed the buzz. Yeah. We knew that that was right. And I also think that that word just like, there's like a, a fun energy to it in the sense of like sharing the buzz, right? Like the, yeah. like redefining what it means to like that word, redefining that word. Yeah. I think like Liv definitely sold in the double T, which I think was per very important from like a balanced perspective, you know? Okay. So um, once we heard it though, we were just like, oh, that's it. Like that is, that is yeah. the name. Like, I think that yeah. there's just such a, um, a really fun energy to it in regards to like marketing and and such like that. And just like saying it, like you just kind of smile, you know, there's something about it that, that gives that energy. Yeah. It feels exciting. Like almost a little bit like rebellious. Exactly. Well, one of our favorite things to say is like buzz cut rebels for good, you know, like we want to go against the grain um, in that sense, because we, mm-hmm. we really, maybe we're standing out, but I think we're standing out in a really good way. Um, totally. in a sense that allows people to also feel good and stand up for themselves and, you know, make the choices that they want to make. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah mentioned that one time and it just like really was such a powerful thing about how it used to be that rebelling was like, you were doing things that were, you know, not good for you. Like you were like, yes. oh, whatever, I'm just, fuck it. I'm going to smoke the cigarette and fuck right. it, you know, whatever it was, you know? And, um, now it's like rebelling for good is going against what is expected of you in terms of like just being molded into drinking culture. Like that mm-hmm. is the norm right now. Yep. And so yep. to rebel for good means to choose to not drink. And like, that's pretty badass. Yep. I guess that was me to a T I was like, I'm a rebellion. I do, I get tattoos. I smoke cigarettes. I love beer. I love whiskey. Right. And then right you realize that it's all just kind of a scheme <laughs> and that like people <laughs> are telling you to be, to be a rebel in the sense of like, it, in a sense, it's not good for you at all, like at okay. all. And so I think like that was a part of the redefining my, myself was like, I am still a rebel. I do have a rebellious nature spirit. and spirit, but yeah. now I'm choosing to do it for myself. Like I'm rebelling for mm. the betterment of myself, you know? Okay. Um, yeah which, which was like now kind of like what I live by is like, if it's not good for me, I'm not going to do it. If it doesn't, if it makes me mentally unwell, I'm not going to do it. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's, it was kind of a fun thing to, to like redefine, you know? I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool. Okay. Where can we find Buzzcut? Yeah. On the, on the world um, wide web. For sure. Lots of places. Uh, right. <laughs> We are really active on our Instagram. Um, it's buzzcut, two Zs, two Ts, and then co, C-O, buzzcut co. Um, so that's like definitely where we post. We have a lot of fun content that Sarah expertly creates and gets out into the world. Um, you know, So finding out about like any upcoming events or information about this app um, would be a good place to go. Um, okay. But we also have a website where we keep, we keep pretty up to date. Um, 
it's also www.buzzcut.co um not without the m uh (laughs) important yep um but there you can sign up for a newsletter as well. Um, and we, we try to stay pretty active on that um, as much as we can for just two people running, <laughs> running the company. Um, yeah. And we also have an event coming up um, for anyone local to Oregon or Portland area. Yeah. Um, it's going to be our big launch event on June 17th. So very soon, uh, very soon. Uh, we yeah. have an event right, right page that you can access from our Instagram link tree as well. So very stoked about that. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. Sarah, Olivia, thank you so, so much for sharing thank your you. experience and knowledge with us. This has been fantastic. And I look forward Absolutely. to downloading Buzzcut and checking thank it you. out. It sounds fantastic. June 12th, so soon. Let's do it. Let's get this party started. Appreciate it. I am still so blown away how people use and transform themselves in sobriety, beyond sobriety. It's quite profound. And to see someone like Sarah and like Olivia, who are partners and supporting each other in this amazing booze free journey, I just think it's so cool what they can come up with and what you can create there's so many opportunities and possibilities beyond the bottle i know i keep saying this and i'm going to keep saying it and i'm going to keep showing you proof and people like sarah and olivia are living proof as always thank you so much for listening please make sure to rate subscribe and leave your feedback about the podcast if you like this podcast sharing is caring Share it with your friends, family, loved ones. If there is a message in these podcasts, please share them along because it helps everyone. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at A Sober Girls Guide and head to asobergirlsguide.com. We have you covered at every stage of your booze-free journey from our Sober Girls Social Club membership to group coaching programs to downloadable worksheets. We have your back. Head to asobergirlsguide.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a fantastic day.